everyone, and welcome to Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We're so glad that you are with us tonight. Um, we are live, and this month we are starting off a new topic tonight on character training, child behavior, kind of all in that category. What do you do? And about tantrums. That is what we're talking about tonight. <laughs> and how to overcome them for good. My guest, Marcy, um, I didn't even ask you, Marcy, how to say your last name. Melzer. Melzer. Okay. So it is like it's. Like, it is like it's spelled. Yeah. Marcy spelled. Melzer. Awesome. Well, we're going to talk about how to calm kids and overcome tantrums. And um, so we definitely want you to be part of our conversation. So make sure that you put your comments or questions in the feed, and we will incorporate those into our discussion. Um, Marcy seems like she can she can handle some twists and turns in our, her conversation, so I don't think that's going to be a problem. Um, but um, we're just glad that you're watching with us, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, or Periscope. Just know that if you put your comments in the feed, we can see them from all of those places. So, um, so we're excited to to talk about this topic and to kick off this month with um, helping you um, with some of these very challenging topics. So, um, so definitely make sure that you, um, you bring those into the conversation with us. And I also want to thank Notgrass History for sponsoring this episode of Empowering Homeschool Conversations. You can learn more about them at notgrass.com. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about halfway through uh, a little bit about the curriculum that they offer parents for homeschooling um, children and looking for options for history. So, um, so as we're getting started, Marcy, I would just like our audience to get to know you a little better and, and also, um, just what made you become so passionate in talking about child behavior? I know that you work as a therapist, and I'm assuming you've seen some behavior. <laughs> so. Right. So, yeah. Well, first of all, thanks you very much, very much um, to have me on. I am very excited to talk to your audience. I am, in fact, a speech and language pathologist, but I don't work as a therapist anymore. Mm. About four years ago, I quit altogether being a therapist and I shifted my practice to being a 100 percent full-time coach and consultant awesome. where I equip and empower parents mm. to actually get better outcomes. They mm. are, the parents that I coach are helping their children shift from nonverbal communication, no matter what they're using. If they're using mm -hmm. um, their basic behaviors, if they are even in systems, I've got, you know, adolescent age, um, parents with adolescent age kids who've joined mm -hmm. my program, who are working them off of picture systems and, mm -hmm. and sign language and, mm -hmm. you know, letter boards and things yeah. like that mm -hmm. to actually empower them with spoken language, because mm -hmm. really what empowers these kids to be um, successful in the world is speech. And I know that all of those methods of communication are better than nothing, right? Mm -hmm. oh, but, um, but the spoken language is really what parents want for their kids. And mm -hmm. so I have found a way through language facilitation to guide parents to find that spoken language through their everyday activities at home. Um, cool. And so that's why I'm really excited to talk to your homeschooling parents because yeah. um, the parents who have taken on the responsibility to do this instead of hiring a therapist to come or taking their kids to the sessions, you know, 30 minutes, 60 minutes a week, they're learning how it works themselves so that they mm. can never shut it off. They're 24 seven facilitating language. And that's yeah. why their kids make progress so much faster because mm. it's connected. And yeah. there's lots of reasons, obviously, mm -hmm. that parents are better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so true. You know, all those those shifts and changes, we don't realize how that can affect our children and um, just coming from different sources where it's, it can be highly confusing to our children too. That's right. So, That's yeah. right. I, and I think, you know, um, parents are often presented with communication systems that are necessary for kids to succeed elsewhere, like in the school or in the therapy, like they need this system to be able to communicate with other people. The mm -hmm. things that the kids are already communicating with their parents 
non-verbally, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. educators or therapists or even babysitters, right, can't understand a child the way a mom or dad or the primary caregiver, Mm -hmm. the one that stays with them all the time, because the reality is, even though they don't have speech or any kind of structured communication, lay talkers are communicating all Mm -hmm. every day, all day through their behavior. And that's why, Uh that's why this is such a great topic for Mm -hmm. your behavior month, right? Where we're looking and focusing on where, how do we know about why these behaviors are happening? And the reality is every behavior from a smirk, a smile, a kiss, a slug, a run out of the room is Mm -hmm. the communication. And so when parents learn how to interpret those things and turn it into the spoken language that the child is actively trying to communicate. That's when it's Mm -hmm. so successful, right? Exactly. Because we we can take it so personally too. Um, And, and that's, I think where we, we start to, to mess up. I know it was my issue too. I was like, I kept blaming myself, but it really was a communication that I wasn't understanding. It's this language, you know, like you're talking about, it's, it's kind of like this hidden language that we don't know about that our kids have. Right. So, so I, well, the thing so is much. they try to teach you, mm-hmm. but unfortunately the language they're using might be tantrums this week or, <laughs> or, or, or hitting this week or mm-hmm. throwing things this week. And that's not the kind of language that you want that you want to respond to, you know, you don't like that kind of language. So you want to change it. And that's where the breakdown happens, right? Mm -hmm. Because the child's trying to communicate something. And what Mm -hmm. it is, is their drama, right? Every child has drama. The littlest thing is big, big, big to Mm -hmm. little kids. And without the language, the spoken mm. language to say, I'm annoyed by you, or why can't I have another five minutes on the iPad, or mm-hmm. why why can't I eat macaroni? Because they're all, why, why, why can't I have everything I want right now, <laughs> right now, right? I mean, they, right. they're very egotistical kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just how they are. And, and mm-hmm. until a parent realizes what to do with all of that communication. Wait, sometimes Mm. you can't have what you want. Sometimes you can, right? It's all of that stuff. But like you said, I think the big problem happens when parents get distracted by their own worries or fears or whatever, because they see a behavior they don't like and they're worried, Mm -hmm. oh no, maybe this is the new norm in our house and I don't want this new norm. Right. Yeah. We can project it out like until they're 18 and go, oh my goodness, they're going to be in jail. (laughs) Doesn't it? In fact, parents talk about their two-year-old. They're like, this is the one that's going to be this. And this is the Uh one that's going to be that. Right. You have those ideas in your head and it's amazing how they guide those mm-hmm. fantasies, right? Yeah. They mm-hmm. guide your actions. Yeah. And that's when parents get in trouble because behavior mm-hmm. is no joke. This, These big behaviors like we're talking about, right. can they cause stress. Mm-hmm. They cause stress. And whenever there's stress and anxiety, the child's having stress so that they want to project it right? They're projecting onto Mm -hmm. the parent and the parent absorbs that because the parents absorb everything, you know, they get the good, (laughs) the bad, the ugly, they get everything. Mm -hmm. And then if, but it, let's say that mom has a busy job or two Mm -hmm. or three or four other kids or a husband who's got a very stressful job and he Mm -hmm. needs like extra whatever, you know, or there's illness Mm -hmm. in your family or you've got to move or you have a new baby or anything new like that. And your energy has to get as a parent Mm -hmm. or a wife or a household member or a boss or a worker Mm -hmm. or anybody, that role gets into play. And then that behavior, that communication behavior comes in Mm -hmm. on top of that other stress and it can really send a family down 
a, a real sad path, right? Where they, right. they start to yeah. disconnect mm-hmm. from each other, where yeah. you're not helping me. I'm not helping you. I got to go do my thing. You got to go do your thing. And then they start to separate and separate and separate. And then it gets worse and worse and worse. So yeah, yeah I think that's the biggest, those are the red flags that mm-hmm. I see um, mm-hmm. that kind of lead up. It's anxiety. It always starts with stress and anxiety, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're talking about these times when we, we kind of hit those, those, I guess they would be down, they'd be valleys, not peaks. <laughs> um, right. You know, when our kids get more inflexible, um, we feel like they're more sensitive, they're demanding, they're controlling, they're needy. Um, and, and we want to, turn things around yet we feel like we're just digging ourselves deeper. Um, do you have some strategies that parents can use to reverse those trends when they yes. notice the frequency of disagreements just <laughs> escalating? Right. I'm glad you asked. So so what happens usually is um, like I said, when parents get stressed out, they take reactionary, they react mm-hmm. quickly. And so the strategy that I like to share is um, sort of, uh, you have to train yourself to do this, okay? Mm-hmm. And it is a real, it's a real need to be conscious in the moment, you know, when you start to see these things, because what you want to do is, especially if you notice, you start to notice they're happening more frequently, um, mm. you know, because every, everybody has a bad day. You know, everybody has ups and downs. In fact, exactly. I talk about waves of communication is the name of my platform because the oh, progress goes up and down yeah. all the time. And like I said, it doesn't matter. A one little stressor can throw things really off. Mm-hmm. Hey, click on the comments so we can see if anybody's commenting just so we can follow up. I, I I'm looking seen, at my side. I haven't seen any yet. I okay, none come in yet. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah. So the, the advice that I have is when you start to see a change in the trend, you have to sort of look at trends with behavior because everybody has triggers, you know, mm-hmm. um, a shocking thing, you, you know, fall and hurt yourself, right? That's going to yeah. set you off and it's an mm-hmm. obvious thing. But right. when you sort of notice either your fuse is sort of shorter these days mm-hmm. and you find yourself being triggered more often or you find your child being triggered more often where things they used to be okay with, they're not so okay mm-hmm. with anymore. Mm-hmm. You know how everybody has those valleys and it can yeah. be mm-hmm. a day or a week or, you know, longer sometimes. <laughs> yeah. um, hopefully not because yeah. what, I'm, what I want you to do is start to pay attention because the first mm-hmm. step in all of this is to pay attention to the trends. And what I encourage parents to do is look for what I call blockages to the connection because even though a child may not be great at communicating using spoken language right even if a child can talk when they're anxious they're not going to be good at their spoken language anyway they can't find their words as easy they withdraw they'll you know like i said sort of start to avoid you and you'll feel you feel the distance growing Mm -hmm. between you and your child. What a lot of parents will do is they want to like throw an energetic lasso on that child and reel them in like a fishing, you know, like, hey, Mm -hmm. I feel like you're away from me. Just like if they got away from you in the parking lot, where's Mm -hmm. my child? Where's my child? You want to draw them in. You want to pull them in, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the unfortunate reality is you can't pull them in unless, until you realize why they left in the first place, okay? Uh, yeah. Because again, if they left in the first place because they've got an issue where they, with you, um, mm-hmm. maybe they, you're, right. you're less patient than you were, or maybe they've got an issue with someone else and they don't know mm-hmm. how to talk about it with you. Like I said, right. they could be triggered by any outside mm-hmm. thing, just like you mm-hmm. could be triggered as a parent by your outside things. And you oh, bring yeah. that yeah. energy to mm-hmm. the relationship with your child. And mm-hmm. then you start to see, uh-oh, maybe it's because we're spending less time together. Because mm-hmm. what parents will blame it on is he's watching too many violent movies or he, 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 she, mm-hmm. she, she. The child is doing things that are, they're forgetting how their energy is coming to the connection. Right. So you have to analyze both. 
because mm-hmm. it could be a disconnect. Like maybe your child is hooked on tech. Like they get mm-hmm. sucked into their favorite show and they're starting to get obsessed and hooked mm-hmm. on it. And right. and you don't realize that because you've been busy working. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden now you've got a kiddo who's, you know, you can't get off the tech and you've got to solve okay. that. You know, all these things yeah, that come yeah. up that mm-hmm. cause a, a disconnect. I want something different than you want, right? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. when... I start to avoid you. I start to get sneaky as a child. I'll mm-hmm. I'll hide to try to get these things that mm-hmm. you're not giving me or I'll go around you. I'll go to other people, right? right. Take yep. my communication away from you because you're not a helpful person mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So what you think about, the first thing you think about as a parent is when you feel your child pulling away, start to observe them, pull out your, your binoculars and start to watch them, Mm -hmm. watch them and see where is the disconnect? Where is the blockage? Now Mm -hmm. I give parents three clues. It can be these things that trigger the disconnect to start. It can be a physical thing, right? So if your child's not well, you can have mm-hmm. a physical block. Yes. If it's they're like not the next well, day you realize that they were sick and you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, especially if they're nonverbal. Especially uh-huh. if they're nonverbal, so they right? Yep. If they've mm-hmm. got an ear infection, they're mm-hmm. allergy suffering, oh, yeah. they got a splinter in their finger. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Some right. physiological thing yeah. that they don't know how to mm-hmm. tell you. So that's always the first place parents look. They check them over. Top yep. to bottom, right? Uh-huh. Are you okay? Is anything yep. bleeding? You know, whatever. Right. So exactly. always look there first. Always look mm-hmm. there first. And then there's two other areas. The next one is environmental. And we already talked a little about that. Yes, Are yes. there any new triggers or mm-hmm. new habits? Because it could happen over time, like the tech oh, addiction yeah. problem. Okay. Or mm-hmm. it could be a big trigger, like new baby moving, you know, that kind of thing. But right. either mm-hmm. way, there's been yeah. a change in the environment, how the energy yeah. flows around. Mom mm-hmm. is distracted. Dad is distracted. Child is distracted. Mm-hmm. Teacher is distracted. Somebody's pulled their energy away from right. the connection. Yeah. And, and it's we, due yeah. to an environmental thing. Right. And it happens everybody. like smells, you know, a new smell in the house. I mean, you add some kind of, you know, something like even a new soap to your laundry and that could like set your kid off. <laughs> right. You decide you want to try a new recipe for their yes. favorite thing. Like you forget uh-huh. the sugar or you decide yeah. you want to like swap in veggies and try to swap. They uh-huh. know. Oh, they know. So yeah. one little thing. So the deal is when you have these physiological or environmental, and then the next one is mindset. And that's mm-hmm. what happens sort of when the first two go undiscovered. Right. Mm -hmm. Then what happens is you don't realize that your child had an ear infection. So Mm -hmm. they're they're pulling on their ears and then you think, oh, no, he's got a sensory problem. Right. But because you Mm -hmm. didn't look at that physiological thing first, Mm -hmm. you got the wrong answer to the problem. You know what I mean? Right. And your mindset is thinking give a medicine and it's not, you know, or, or mm. don't give a medicine or they're being naughty. Right. Right. But when yeah. they're really sick or tired mm-hmm. or cranky or hangry or, you know, and because parents, especially parents who homeschool, who are with their kids all day are mm-hmm. used to like, how is the day being spent? from the time mm-hmm. the child wakes up till the time they go to bed. And you've right. got all your categories of things to do, but when those schedules go off because mm-hmm. some new environmental mm-hmm. thing comes in, right. that can stress out a parent. Mm-hmm. I didn't get my jobs done. I didn't get my curriculum finished. I didn't get, mm-hmm. I didn't get, we didn't get. And then they start to feel bad about themselves, yeah. right? Or when the child pulls away, And the parent says they try to pull them back, you know, like Mm -hmm. we talked about, they try to pull them back, but the child doesn't want to come. Then the parent feels like there's something wrong, either physically, right? Probably physically with their kid, or they Mm -hmm. start to beat themselves up because there is nothing wrong with their kid. And I'm not a smart parent because I'm not intuitive with my child. And literally Uh all that worry all that mm-hmm. he's not the judging the comparing the mm-hmm. all the stuff he's not like his brother or I, then they yeah. start googling on websites what is could it be and should i homeschool mm-hmm. or should i not all of that time worrying whatever is away taking mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. from what this child needs right now is more of you 
more yeah. understanding of you, more just oh, yeah. your kind energy in their space, understanding what their problem, their drama is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you talk about those things, then you understand, oh, those light bulbs go off. Oh, right. it was because of this. Yes, oh, exactly. it was because of that. Mm-hmm. And then you realize it was either a trigger that you can work through. Okay. We have a new baby. We have a new life. We've got to have a new thing. You train your kids to tolerate the new child, you know, that kind of thing. Or it's, you know, a brand new habit that is a bad habit, like a tech thing where you're like, okay, I know that we didn't have boundaries around this before, but we've got to have new boundaries and this is where we're going to go. All of that comes Mm -hmm. after you go through these storms, of of time when Mm -hmm. you have this disconnection and the Mm -hmm. only way to get through is with negotiation. I understand you are lacking something. Mm -hmm. I've got Mm -hmm. that. I'll give it to you, but it can't, it has to be on my terms. You know what I mean? All the rules and regs and things that kids need, especially Mm -hmm. homeschool parents understand this. You can't let your kids willy nilly all over the house. There's time for that, right? Mm -hmm. But if you want to get anything done, You have to have some structure and the kids need direction because they're not as smart as you are as much as they think they are. They do need guidance from you as caregivers. So yeah, yeah, I think that's it. When you see these things, put on your analysis and find the blockage to Mm. your connected energy, physical blockage, environmental blockage or emotional and mindset that mm-hmm. are blocking you from doing the kind of interaction that your child needs to get them out of that yeah. problem. Yeah. You know, just listening to you talk, you know, it's, it seems like we as parents are better at triggering and escalating issues than bringing them down. <laughs> um, just by what we say and how, you know, even the emotions our kids pick up from us. Um, so what can a parent say to get kids to change unwanted behavior, unwanted behavior that we want, um, yeah. to avoid escalating those situations into a tantrum? Because they don't start as tantrums. No, not always. No, no, not usually. Mm -hmm. In fact, they they rarely do. Mm -hmm. Um, Only when it's a big trigger, like, you know, but most parents, like (laughs) you said, that point of you can kind of see it coming, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, There are parents that are so, they own their solution Mm -hmm. so much that they're not flexible enough to ride the wave as it's coming in, right? Mm -hmm. You can feel the energy wave coming, but if you (laughs) hold firm, they're going to crash. Yeah. Okay. So So, Mm -hmm. I, you always, I, I recommend the thing is, as soon as you see it coming, there are trigger words. It's all the biggies. Mm -hmm. Stop. No, don't. It's wrong. Uh, uh, no, thank you. Uh That kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Soon as those negative words come, because those are the first ones a lot of them learn the meaning of, because that's what parents say normally. If someone mm-hmm. is coming at you, you, mm-hmm. you're going to say no. It's right. automatic. Yeah, it's, so yeah. if you are emotionally triggered by your child's behavior, they throw mm-hmm. something across the room, your first instinct is to say no. Don't mm-hmm. stop or something like that. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. with kids, it's like gasoline on the fire. Mm-hmm. And you probably experienced yeah. this. Oh, yeah. So it's a, it's a challenge. You have yeah. to really think about this and do it. But what you have to do is think about these pop-up tantrums, which seem like pop-up mm-hmm. tantrums, because when it gets, I always got to have this analogy with the, the, the hill. As it mm-hmm. goes up the hill, you can still pull it back. But when it goes mm. over the edge, it's exactly. over the edge. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, there's a fire, okay? It's like a pop-up fire. And I use the mm. same analogy, stop, drop, and roll, okay? Mm. So what you do is the first thing you do, instead of saying stop, no, or whatever, what mm. you want to do is you want to call out the problem. And so you can use an alert word that is not no, because the action, what you want to do is just stop the action because it's going in direction, falling down, like the place right. you don't yeah, want it to exactly. be. Exactly. So yeah. you want it to 
stop first. You really want it to stop and redirect and turn around immediately. But exactly. remember, but, no, you don't have mm-hmm. that kind of gu- that kind of guideline unless right. you literally physically pick up your kid and haul them somewhere. And then right. you know that doesn't work to teach mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. See, right. this, this stop, drop, and roll procedure will help you teach your child what to do when mm-hmm. you're you and I are to the point where uh, you're. I'm not listening to you. You're not listening <laughs> to me. We're not doing anything. Right. It's not working, and you tilt right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Oh yes, I remember so the name. It's a tilt, yes. <laughs> and instead of saying stop tilting, because think about it: if you're upset mm-hmm. and someone says stop being upset, oh, what that, that just makes you? you more upset. Yeah, exactly. more upset. So what you want to do is you want to let the child know that you are immediately joining them Mm -hmm. in their problem-solving effort because they got a problem. You say, Mm -hmm. my favorite is, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, you have a problem, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the first thing I say is, "Uh uh-oh, you have a problem. Because instead of, I have a problem with you throwing your cup, Mm -hmm. right, the deal is, you have a problem. Your cup is empty. You, I wasn't coming fast enough. Your whatever reason mm-hmm. that cup got chucked across the room, mm-hmm. you know what happened, or at least you have an idea, right? right. Mm-hmm. So again, you got to stop your energy from "I'm upset about this cup" to find out. You say, "Uh oh, I see a cup flying," mm-hmm. because that's the reality of the situation. Exactly. It's not judged to be good or bad. Mm-hmm. It is, hello, everybody pay attention to this right now. Mm-hmm. This is going on. And I want everybody to learn from this situation right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause yeah. we've got a learning situation. It's kind of like the siren on the fire truck. Stop, drop and roll. Mm-hmm. Here comes mm-hmm. the fire truck. Stop. Uh Oh, there's a cup. You're climbing the cabinets. You were spilled the water. Uh Oh, there is a problem. So mm-hmm. when we have a problem, it's not me against you. Yes, it's not me against a, you. It's yeah, us together. Switch. We have mm-hmm. a problem. Mm-hmm. So, so we've got a problem together. We're going to go and try to solve this problem together. Uh-oh, your cup is empty. And you, I didn't come fast enough. Or you didn't know where to put it or whatever. Mm-hmm. you got to say it out loud. So that's the stop. And the drop is... Drop your expectation, drop Mm. your whatever, and then drop these words that explain what it is. Drop to your child's eyeball level and say, okay, I get it. You don't like broccoli. You don't want to eat it. You are done. We're putting it away. You know, you have to get the hug it out. You have to get to the point where your child can actually listen to you before you can have that redirection, right? Mm -hmm. You want to do it. So you got to get to their level, drop to their level, get to eye contact, start talking to them about what they're worried about, about Mm -hmm. their drama, vocalize their drama in full sentences. You don't like that cup. You wanted me to come faster. You are mad about losing your video time. You know, whatever you know their problem is, say it out loud so they hear mm-hmm. what that sounds like. Because the next time, potentially, instead of throwing the cup, they'll say, my cup is empty. Mm-hmm. Right? Because so you're, you you're giving them, them the words. You're giving them the words. So instead of like my life of speech therapy, how many times can I get a kid to say a word in 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. My guide for every parent, when you're in a situation where your child doesn't have the words, that's why right. they're using behavior. They don't have right. the words, mm-hmm. right? When you say use your words instead of hit me, you're, you're, telling your child to speak a language they don't know how to use. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I've got an off question for you. So what about uh, us parents who are on the spectrum and we can't interpret our child's intentions? Um, Mm. So how, I mean, that was probably the biggest difficulty I had in raising my kids when they were young because I didn't get it where, what they were trying to communicate. And so a lot of times it was, it was a guessing game. I mean, is even a guess good? Yeah. So the way that I would do it is, okay, so if you're an adult on the spectrum and you have a child and your filter, like your nonverbal cues, because again, that's part of what a a technical nonverbal learning issue is, Mm -hmm. having trouble reading that. So you have to go back to your 3D, what you see. And so my recommendation is if you're, again, you can feel energy of when people 
kind of like you or don't like you yeah. are kind yeah. of resonating yeah. with you or not resonating. You yeah. might not catch all subtle things yeah. about everything, but you can feel people's energy, right? Mm -hmm. So you can, especially your child, especially mm -hmm. your child. Oh, so yeah. if nobody else's, you can feel your child. So again, you really, what the goal of course is to, as a habit, understand what your child's communication behaviors look like. Let mm -hmm. them teach you their nonverbal communication behaviors. Watch mm -hmm. them because the thing that people with autism have is an amazing ability to understand algorithms. The if then, mm -hmm. if then, if then, if oh, then. Yeah. If my child does this, he means X. If mm -hmm. my child does this, he means X. So the problem mm -hmm. is people innately who were potentially not verbal speakers, but more intuitive communicators, because that's mm -hmm. what's going to happen with a parent who has, um, you know, their own sort of spoken language limitations. Doesn't matter mm -hmm. if it's autism or anything else. If you are right. a nonverbal, shy kind of parent, you know, a lot of parents mm -hmm. who homeschool are themselves shy parents, right? Mm -hmm. So that kind of problem that you're not a talky, talky talker, Mm, and yeah. your child is also, uh, you know, you're so connected that you basically are reading your child's mind all day and anticipating their needs. That's right. a problem too, because mm -hmm. you're not providing the language models your child needs. So know right. this, mm -hmm. if you do know that yourself, you are not talking very much because you're relying on your intuitive connection with your child. That's a mm. disservice to them. So yes. I recommend you yeah. talk more about the 3D things that you have to do together. <clears throat> you don't have to try to read their minds so much, but if you are changing a diaper or getting mm. dressed or whatever, talk about the decisions you make. Yeah. We picked this shirt today because it has long sleeves because it's cold outside. Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Use your becauses. Use that word because yeah. when you okay. say things, instead mm -hmm. of just saying, go get your jacket, go get your jacket because it's time mm -hmm. for us to leave. And when you provide that extra bit of extra. language that you're yeah. thinking, mm -hmm. you're already right. thinking it, just say it out loud. Mm -hmm. That's going to help your child learn language more easily because you don't know if your child has limited verbal or not. You know, like I said, it's your job to help bring them up. Yeah. But how yeah. you do that is by telling them the words they need. So again, mm -hmm. if you watch them and they love to play ABCs and they love to line up letters and they always do the one, two, one, two, one, two. They don't want anybody else, but just ones and twos, you know, whatever yeah. they decide to do that day. <laughs> exactly. They will, right? You know, yeah. they decide to do. So you mm -hmm. watch them and see it. You don't have to guess why they're doing it. Mm -hmm. I recommend you get some numbers and line them up next to yourself and feel how that feels, mm -hmm. right? What is what could be interesting about this? Is it a pattern your child is interested in? Right. I've got one mom that has a little guy who is has no words really, but he is so interested in the physics of of objects. He wants to know how they balance, he wants to know how they spin, he wants oh, yeah. to know if he can balance and spin everything. Mm -hmm. He'll pick up a cup or a phone or everything. And so I coached his mom to start using physics terms oh, yeah. in yeah. her spoken language, even though he's nonverbal, he doesn't know how to ask for a glass of water, hmm. right? The things that he's thinking about hmm. is how does it balance? Which way should it be? Right mm -hmm. side is heavier than left side. Like he cares about those concepts. So hmm. when his mom provides those language models. She just sits next to him and plays right, with yeah. stuff like he plays with stuff mm -hmm. to try to feel the feelings that he would like. What's uh, exciting about yeah. this? What's cool? What's interesting? Mm -hmm. What could spark? Because remember, just like we're right. sparked to do behaviors when we're negatively triggered, mm -hmm. we're right. also sparked when we're positively triggered mm -hmm. to do mm -hmm. things like, hey, that's cool. I want to do that with you again. And that connects you, right? Yeah. Where you were feeling disconnected and I don't know what my child mm -hmm. wants and all they do is line things up or spin things. Mm -hmm. So start lining things up and spinning things yourself. Yeah. Get exactly. next to them, figure out what they're doing. Why? Why do they do that? And then you talk about your experience, mm -hmm. not just the mm -hmm. physical experience, but this is where it's challenging again, if, you, if you're yourself struggling with this, but it's a good lesson for you. How do you feel? Oh, mm -hmm. that was funny. 
that made me laugh. Oh, I didn't like that. Ooh, that scared me, right? Mm -hmm. When you talk about how you feel while you're doing things together Mm -hmm. with your child, that's the model, right? Because ultimately you want Mm -hmm. your child to say, I like that. That's cool. I don't Mm -hmm. like that. I don't want to do that again because that's good information for you. But Mm -hmm. unless your child sees those language models, they're not going to learn from them. And if you're Mm -hmm. homeschooling Mm -hmm. an only child, then you have to provide it all. You have to provide it all. You have to be, you have to talk like a kid sometimes because Mm. kids like to watch kids. Like if they've got siblings, they watch Mm. their siblings. If they're at preschool or church or wherever, they watch their friends, Mm -hmm. their peers. But especially this past year, everybody's been home and the moms are intuitively making their plans and thinking their stuff and they're talking about it with dad, but they're not reviewing and talking with their kids to involve them in the process and that's how mm-hmm. you learn that's how you learn what works and you know like i said right. your your yeah. audience knows this <laughs> oh yeah definitely well we're already halfway through so i'm going to give marcy a quick break and we're going to hear from our sponsor not grass history and um so i'm going to put up the ticker but um i want to just tell you a little bit about not grass history they help families like yours succeed at homeschooling um, students enjoy learning and parents feel confident teaching. Notgrass cur- history curriculum uses narrative lessons, primary source documents, historical novels and biographies, and hands-on activities to create engaging learning experiences for children of all ages and abilities. Your family can study U.S. history, world history, geography, government, civics, and economics. Notgrass history helps history learners become history makers. You can visit them at notgrass.com. That's N-O-T-G-R-A-S-S.com to learn more about them today. So we want to thank Notgrass for sponsoring this episode of Empowering Conversations. And um, definitely check out their website at notgrass.com and also on our YouTube channel at SPED Homeschool. Um, Just look up that YouTube channel. But we have a lot of unboxings and reviews, video reviews of their curriculum. So you'll want to check those out as well um, under our review crew um, playlist. So I'm going to bring back Marcy. This has been a great conversation. I just want you to know that if you are joining us, you can put your comments and questions in the feed. If anything is just triggered, I want to share about this, or I've got a question about how do I handle this. Um, And definitely share with some friends too that um, you think they really need to watch this. <laughs> um, it's answering a lot of questions. Maybe you just had a conversation this last week. How are we going to make it through the summer? Yeah. <laughs> I've heard a lot of parents saying that. I actually, I think one parent texted me and she goes, I think one of us is going to die before the end of the summer. Nah. <laughs> but I, I think they'll be fine. <laughs> I do too. I do too. I think, you know, I think that, especially now that families are starting to be able to get out again and, yeah. you know, yeah. At least here in the United States, we've got summer coming. So, you know, um, exactly. people are able to get out and, and run around. And I think, you know, one of the things that um, I'm recommending to the families that I work with is to really take some time this summer to connect with your family. Um, you know, don't worry so much about numbers and grades and things like that. Take a little time, um, you know, it, You'll know how much time you need a couple weeks or a month or whatever (laughs) that you just kind of, you know, put all that stuff aside. It helps you restart, doesn't it, Peggy, to kind of really get a brand new focus Mm -hmm. because you could be even during that period of time investigating new curriculums or Mm -hmm. services or things you want to try, you know, and then you come into it with a fresh set of eyes and you do and and a little more enthusiasm than you had before too i mean yeah we're starting our 19th year homeschooling i i know what that summer feels like and and so many just keep plugging along do take those breaks um have fun play with your kids and it's like marcy was talking about you know i I love what you talk about connecting with your kids because I found that the two things that I did with my boys that really connected us um, was to get him in and do Legos with my oldest because that was his thing. Yeah. And my second one, I had to put costumes on whether I liked it or not. <laughs> Pretend play is my 
favorite. Yes. And yeah. then now you had mentioned that you had a late talker. Your middle one was a late talker. It was the costume one. Yes. The costume yep. one. Now, mm-hmm. and then you also gave it, we were talking before the, the show started about the strategy that you used with your son because therapy didn't mm-hmm. work so well for you. And that's kind of what's yeah. happening with the parents who are, who are working with me. Um, mm-hmm. They're realizing that very much like Peggy's talking about her sort of turning the public school system upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of turned the speech therapy system upside down yeah. instead of focusing right. on pulling words out of kids and how many mm-hmm. times can I get kids to say words because that's how we're excuse me, judging how well they're talking is how many words they say. Mm -hmm. Um, But really it doesn't, it's, it's more about quality than quantity. And it's more about a child saying their own words, right? Not imitating what you want when Mm -hmm. you want to say it, but actually saying the words that we want them to say so that they can share their ideas and wisdom and and needs, you know, wants and needs, of course they do. But Mm -hmm. but really, how do we know if they're learning if they Mm -hmm. can't have conversation about the camping trip you took together or the train ride or the restaurant Mm -hmm. or the meal you cooked or Mm -hmm. those things? You don't know for sure if your child is learning, and even if they're learning, did they enjoy it? Are they having a good time with this? Is this like how they want to be in life? Because, you know, if you're making choices to control your child's life and education at the same time, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that parents are making real conscious decisions about the activities they're doing with their yeah. kids. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so that's what I do with parents is really equip them with strategies that they can use depending on where their child is in the process. If they're nonverbal, then they need strategies to help them, empower them to learn that words will work even mm-hmm. for them, mm-hmm. that that they can use words, that it's easier than they think. In fact, in my right. book, it's called If It Isn't Fun, It Isn't Fun. Because <laughs> if I remember having a lot of speech therapy sessions when I was back doing things the old way, pulling words mm-hmm. out of kids, where right. it was no fun. And the kids mm-hmm. were crying. And, oh, and I, or when I was, I'd go into a family's home and they didn't, you know, relate to me. Mm-hmm. So they would hide from me. And, you know, and I wasn't getting any work done. So that's really right. in those yeah. kinds of circumstances. Mm-hmm. That's when I really started to coach parents. Mm-hmm. And when the parents were willing to, you know, make a few little changes, just kind of like I was talking Mm -hmm. about earlier, when this situation happens in your household, when there is a a meltdown, or there is a a communication breakdown, Mm -hmm. instead of just steamrolling through it, Mm -hmm. take your time with it, work through it, talk about the words that your child wants to say that they would say if they could talk, Mm -hmm. because that's the words they need right right then and there. Yeah. And you have to be like you were talking about. And in the first half an hour, be willing to give them those words and pour in those words. And, right. And those yeah. So if you don't know what your child's thinking, talk about what you see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, you know, they right. like Legos so you can play Legos. And then mm-hmm. what happens is while you're playing Legos or after you put on that costume and you dig in and you get the connection started because you pick the thing your child likes, then they show you, don't they, Peggy? Yes, they, they absolutely do. They, they're so good at that. <laughs> but you have to have that relationship. Yeah, know, they need that. the motivation. They need mm-hmm. the motivation and they need the encouragement because remember, mm-hmm. it's anxiety, some level of anxiety yes. that's blocking this process. Mm-hmm. It could be a physical thing, right? But yeah. most of the time it's not. Most yeah. of the time it's an environmental or an emotional mindset thing. My mm-hmm. kid's not a talker. He's not going to be a talker. So I'm not going to waste my time talking and modeling words. Right. Yeah. That's a mindset. That just makes it worse than right. it makes it better. But you don't understand. Right. But then, then mm-hmm. and the older the kids get, the more parents worry, right? Mm-hmm. If they're yeah. not using spoken language because they go out in the world and they see other kids who are talking and they mm-hmm. compare. Yeah. And when they compare, yep. then again, that's a mindset thing that's going to mm-hmm. take you away from your child. Whenever you feel that disconnect, like you want to spend time Googling because you don't feel comfortable being around your child, right? You can yeah. feel that way when there's mm-hmm. that disconnect. Instead of 
instead of avoiding it, you've got to overcome that. You've got to Mm. overcome that fear and dig in and get your child to trust you. So your, your speech has to be very attractive. Hmm. No, very attractive. Mm-hmm. You have to talk like kids. You have to give them the models that they want to hear. Like you said, if they yeah. might like to talk about Legos, then talk about Legos. Exactly. You know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it, there's, there's something about that. And, and I, I think, you know, I, the question I, I have for you is, you know, what is the secret to reducing those um, unfortunate behaviors or at least minimizing them? Um, if not, um, like we, we talked about at the beginning, overcoming them. Right. Um, well, the ultimate secret mm-hmm. is replacing them with spoken language because spoken language is, is an easier way to communicate than mm-hmm. a physical response, right? right? Now, that's obviously the long term. That's the end mm-hmm. game is what you want. But that's literally teaching your child a whole new language surrounding their drama, right? And it takes time and it takes time. So Mm -hmm. how it works though, how you do it is you plan it ahead by Hmm. scheduling in to your day language facilitation opportunities. And hmm. what I do, what I call these opportunities is a period of time. And you, what you do is you choose little things throughout your day. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to get two to three hours of this focused time where literally all you do is talk about your child's problems, needs, wants, and mm-hmm. you talk about the methods and strategies that you use to meet those needs. Okay. Mm -hmm. So for example, when you first wake up in the morning, everybody's got needs. Everybody's got to get up and go to the bathroom, right? Everybody, everybody, you've got every, but every family does that morning thing in a different way. The kids Mm -hmm. sleep in different, you know, whatever, but how, you know, how it does that period of time, right after you wake up that first Mm -hmm. 20 minutes is when you have the most opportunity to connect with your child because there's no Mm. distractions. You're both waking up out of slumber and there's no video, there's no whatever. So you Mm -hmm. shouldn't have any of that when you first wake up. In the morning, talk to your child about how you want to help them throughout the day. Talk to them about the things you're going to do. Two things you're going to do. Say, we're going to, today is a school day and we're going to work on math. Today is Mm -hmm. a outside day and we're going for a hike. So you just connect with them. So you Mm -hmm. let them know, I'm here to help you. In fact, Mm -hmm. I think about your job more like a tour guide than a parent where you're like, we're going to get through the day together and Mm -hmm. I'm going to help you get through each, what I call event of the day. So the first Mm -hmm. event is getting out of bed and getting everybody's potty done. Mm -hmm. And then you eat and then you brush teeth and then you get dressed and Mm -hmm. then you go out or play or, you know, you Mm -hmm. go 20 to 30 minute chunks of time. Mm -hmm. And if you pick those, a few of those that Mm -hmm. you just decide in this, through this event, bath time, getting dressed, this meal, I'm going to provide, I'm going to focus on my child. 100 percent. I'm going to put my expectations away. I'm going to focus on my child and helping them be the most successful they can through this event. Right. Mm. By empowering them to be responsible. Right. You're not helping them by doing it for them. Right. Right. You're empowering them by helping them do it. So you might have to help if your child Mm -hmm. doesn't know how to brush his teeth or he needs Mm -hmm. help reaching the clothes or needs help deciding what to wear. But Mm -hmm. that's what you talk through. So you say, all right, I'm going to use Mm -hmm. I'm going to use my getting dressed time as language teaching time today. Mm -hmm. And you pick Mm -hmm. through your day five or six of those. And you'll be surprised. You could do you can get a lot of language facilitation Mm -hmm. done in the car on the way to the store or, mm-hmm. or yeah. in the bath because yeah. you talk about, you know, those repetitive things. And so if you consciously plan your day to have two to three hours of just when you're talking with your child, because what you, mm-hmm. most parents don't realize is how little they are actually talking to oh, yeah. their child yeah. mm-hmm. and giving those language models and providing mm-hmm. the things they need. 
because yeah. they're in autopilot, you know, right. they're yeah. or they have other things going on in their head. And, yeah, and, yeah, and exactly. especially the things mm-hmm. that you do every day, you're especially mm-hmm. more inclined to be on autopilot, but those are the best ones to use mm-hmm. for this yeah. language modeling yeah. because you can have repetitive things and it's mm-hmm. always the language you need. You need toothbrush, you need dressed, and you need, if your child has a favorite dinosaur shirt, they need to know the green dinosaur shirt always Mm -hmm. hangs here. And it's a school shirt or a not school shirt. Like Mm -hmm. they need to know when can I wear dinosaur shirt because I want to wear it every day. Like if Mm -hmm. that's the thing for your child, it's an opportunity. That's their drama, right? Why can't I have dinosaur shirt today? There's a whole new language to learn. It's in the laundry. It's dirty. Mm-hmm. Let's go. You know, why? Why's mm-hmm. and because is about the things that you do every day. Mm-hmm. This gives you the opportunity to provide the language your kids have missed. Yes. Oh, that's that's great. Yeah, tour guide. I exactly. love that definition because, because yeah, it's it it truly is what we can do, but we, like you say, we get on this autopilot and we we just don't even think of using the words because we ourselves understand it, but we forget that they do not. And they or you might they might understand it. it. Yeah, they mm-hmm. might understand it, but nobody's saying out loud. Right. And that's how they can learn the words. Because mm-hmm. if you want them to start to use their words instead of their intuition to just, I know that you know that mm-hmm. I know the cookies are in that cabinet. So I'm just going to bang on the cabinet every time and if you consistently just give me cookies when i bang then no language is gonna come right exactly but that is an opportunity if Mm -hmm. that's going on in your house and you've got the same behavior over and over again Mm -hmm. for the same need that and you're not facilitating language you're missing that opportunity opportunity that is the word it is an opportunity. It's not a misbehavior. <laughs> no, no. So, yes. it's an opportunity mm-hmm. because they're telling you it's communication. Mm-hmm. And when your child comes to you with their needs, wants, excitement, drama, mm-hmm. anything, that's what I call the golden egg. Because mm-hmm. you, yeah. when they're on their own and they're apart and they're not mm-hmm. sharing their energy, you can't help them. But yes. when they're coming at you and they're in your face needing something from you, mm-hmm. that then they're connected. It's like mm-hmm. I use this analogy like the birthday cake. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants a piece of birthday cake, but nobody's going to run in and grab it. They right. wait. They mm-hmm. wait for the song. They wait for you to get a plate and cut it and put it on the mm-hmm. plate and put a fork and give it to them. They wait. And they know they're going to get it. But yeah. they wait and they focus. They're watching you cut it. And they're mm-hmm. watching, waiting for it to arrive. Right. The cake. This is how it goes with your child's drama. Your mm-hmm. child's drama is just like the birthday cake. They want it. Mm-hmm. And if they know that you're going to deliver it, they'll mm-hmm. wait and watch. And so if you are delivering birthday cake and you say, I know you want birthday cake, so I will cut a piece of birthday cake. I mm-hmm. will put your birthday cake on a plate for you because Mm. it won't be messy and I will give you a fork to eat your cake and I'll put it here in the cake and give you the plate to give you now that's a lot of language but yeah that's but it's what they need it's what they need it's what they need and that's how you can take advantage of just giving your kid a piece of cake right Right. So if you get two to three hours of this into your day, you'll see fewer tantrums. Why? Mm-hmm. Because your child will know that you understand their drama because you'll be talking about it all day long. Right. But when you exactly. don't talk about their drama, they got to mm-hmm. show you with behavior. Mm-hmm. You get it? Mm-hmm. You get it? Do you yeah. understand yeah. I'm upset? If you mm-hmm. don't understand I'm upset, I'm going to show you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that's, that's awesome. And that's what you don't want. Yeah. Yeah. So agree. You know, I, I have, I've read so many parenting books when I first started parenting my kids, cause I had no idea what I was doing. And over time, you know, as I'm listening to you, I'm like, oh yeah. And I did that and that. So I kind of feel like I did something right. <laughs> of course you did. And you know what, just like every parent, and I, 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 parents, you know, I feel like the super nanny kind of calling parents out on their stuff mm-hmm. or whatever. The thing is these mindsets, that's these, these mindset tricks, Mm -hmm. right? They play tricks on you, your worry, your comparison, Mm -hmm. that other stuff. Mm -hmm. And then your guilt, because then you, oh, I didn't do that. Or I'm a Mm -hmm. bad mom or I'm whatever. 
all of that stuff, the guilt because you didn't do it, it's a downward spiral. It yeah. keeps you from doing it. So no, we're not mm -hmm. here. We're just here to enlighten you yeah. about what could be going on, right? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. if you've got all the physical things worked out, right? You've been to the doctor, you've got all that stuff going, but your child mm -hmm. is still struggling and you want to have a good summer, right? Yeah, you don't exactly. want to fight through your summer. You don't want to negotiate and have your child be sneaky and stealing mm -hmm. things because their energy is diverged from you. You know, you want right. to join yeah. together, keep them together. When they mm -hmm. know you understand their drama, right? Mm -hmm. That gives you the power to say, look, I know your drama. You know, I know your drama and mm -hmm. you're trying to push me to get me to break the rules here, but you know, we've got rules and that helps you mm -hmm. maintain those boundaries. So there's no question because that's a big yeah. reason that kids have tantrums is because they don't, they push yeah. it too far mm -hmm. because they didn't have a boundary in the first place. Yes. Yeah. I've done. Yeah. So Marcy, you have so much information. I'm sure we could talk for hours and hours more than this, but um, I would just like for you to talk a little bit about where our parents can find you so that um, if they go, oh, I need to listen to this lady more. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. You so can... do you have a graphic? Yeah, excellent. Yes, Perfect. I so I do. You can, I um, just like the preschool or the homeschool website, I have a lot of resources for parents that kind of in all different sorts of ways that you can learn. So on Facebook, you can read blog posts. I have a group there called Language Facilitation Resources on Facebook. I wrote a book called If It Isn't Fun, It Isn't Fun. Teach Your mm -hmm. Child to Talk Faster Than Speech Therapy. It is available on Amazon and Audible. You can oh, find okay. it there. Um, on, on, I also have a podcast. It's called the Language Facilitation Helpline. You can find that wherever cool. you listen to podcasts. And then I'm on MeWe because there's some parents that don't do Facebook. And mm -hmm. so they are looking for an, another way to connect and, and start the conversation. I'm kind of new over there. And I have nearly 400 videos on YouTube where okay. parents can go to learn about apraxia, about mm -hmm. autism, about the difference between autism and lay talking, about is it this or that or the other thing, mm -hmm. um, how to stop prompting, how to, why tech is um, tech addiction, overcoming mm -hmm. all of that stuff because every behavior is communication and you can learn about it. And then I also mm -hmm. have a free one and a half hour class on my website, wavesofcommunication.com. You can book a call with me to um, talk with me before you, know, you enlist to work with me as a coach. Um, so there's all kinds of ways to learn about wavesofcommunication.com. Yeah, is the best place to go. So thanks again for sharing all those resources. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, that's great. Cause and yeah. Yeah. We're helping families all over the world. Most of my mm -hmm. families are international. We've got 20 mm -hmm. different countries. And then the other thing, parents are, you know, often if you're a bilingual household, you speak more than one language mm -hmm. in your household. Lots of parents feel like they cannot, they have to drop their home language to only focus on one. And that is not true. The parents in my program, they're all working bilingually simultaneously to get their kids talking. And it doesn't matter why your child is late talking or how late they're, they are. I've got kids in my families because I, I don't work with the kids. I work mm -hmm. only with parents and mm. I have parents who have kids from 18 months to 18 years in my program. Very cool. So yes. if your child, maybe they have some needs-based language, but mm -hmm. they're not conversational. They're not social. They're right. not getting out in public. They're not, you know, they can't get a job or a girlfriend, right? Mm -hmm. Because they can't use social language. I can help you with that. I can help you work on elevating your mm -hmm. child's spoken language, evolving it so that mm -hmm. they can mm -hmm. share their wisdom with the world because spoken language is, you know, sign language and stuff, it only gets you so far. Pictures, mm -hmm. it only gets you mm -hmm. so far. Spoken language to really be able share everything, your needs, your feelings, and your ideas. That's mm -hmm. the big thing. That helps us empower. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this has been a, a great hour. Thank you so much, Marcy, for all you've had to share. And Thank um, you for having me. It's yeah, been great. Yeah. And I definitely encourage you all to um, check out Marcy's um, resources that she shared. Um, they will be in the description on the YouTube channel as well um, for the full interview, as well as we'll take some shorter segments out of this and re 
republish them next week. And of course the podcast will come out on Sunday. Um, but, but lots of, lots of great resources for you to dig into that she has. So, um, so definitely do that. And, um, so thanks again, Marcy. Um, it's, it's been so fun and we are going to continue this topic again, t- um, next week, not tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I need to breathe for a while. Um, but we're going to talk about relationships that improve child behavior with, um, Lafaya Mitchell. And so I think we, Marcy and I touched on that just, you know, a little bit as relationships. So we're going to really dive into that relationship side next week. And, and, um, my, my guest has written a bunch of mini books and even somebody that um, helped her write one, she goes, you have to just call this the Lafay away. This is the way you do things and it works. Um, so anyways, um, just some cute little, little books that, um, that definitely are extremely helpful, but, um, I just want to let you know, Marcy, Stacy, uh, Amy, Stacy, um, from Facebook says, awesome. So helpful. Thank you. Oh, good. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for joining us, everybody. It it was my pleasure. And like I said, check me out on YouTube, tons of resources. And I'm live every Thursday on YouTube. So you can join me and ask questions about your child's communication. Yeah, it's a great resource. Super. Awesome. And I'd also want to thank Knockgrass History for sponsoring this episode. Definitely check out their resources. They have homeschool history, geography, and a variety economics. I reviewed that one for high school, but um, all of those are on their website at knockgrass.com. So so thanks everyone and um, for joining us again uh, for the live session. And I know most of you actually join us on our podcast. So um, so thank you for downloading us and listening through this conversation and we'll see you all again next week um but but thanks again mercy and um we'll see you right here same time same place next week hey ted what do you want to do today well ashley i've always got uh, work to do naps to take but I have a better idea. How about we invite everyone to listen to the Team Us podcast? I love that idea. Let's do it right now. Hi, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater, and we'd love for you to join us as we talk about teamwork in marriage. We share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. To listen, go to lifeaudio.com and search for Team Us.